This is a podcast from the Business Times. Markets have really been taking a beating in the form of inflation, interest rises, volatility, and the talk of recession. It's only the third time in the last 100 years that U.S. equities and bonds have registered declines in the same year. But please insert your choice of tired cliche here about silver linings or closed or open windows or something. Analysts feel 2022's turmoil may lead to potential opportunities in alternatives over the coming 12 to 24 months and beyond. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money managing and wealth growing journey. I'm your host Howie Lim. We're not just talking about the usual alternative investments today. Like private equity or real estate, apparently there's been a rising demand in second-hand endowment and life insurance plans in Singapore. Helping us today is Trevor Sear, CEO of Conservation Capital. Purchasing a second-hand endowment policy essentially allows you to buy a pre-owned endowment plan at a discounted price. While it does offer certain benefits, it may not be the right type of purchase for everyone. But demand seems to be rising for second-hand endowment and life insurance plans as investments. I think we're in a high volatility investment environment. Investors are looking for safe havens such as like fixed deposit, bonds, treasury bills to park their money. Traded insurance is one of such instruments where investors will find that the returns are generally reasonably predictable, and the yield is high at about four odd percent. Traded endowments is also a kind of safe haven investments where the returns from insurance companies are reasonably accurate. Hence, it's also one of those assets that people may want to invest in. The returns that we are looking at that investors are getting is around four to five point five percent for secondhand insurance, which is comparable to what they might get in the Singapore saving bonds, treasury bills types of product. So we're supposed to invest in what we know. What if you know next to nothing about this space? Okay, I think there's two parts here. I think the first part is the sellers. There are some people who sell the policies to us, perhaps halfway through maturity because they got a financial urgency. This could be various reasons. After we take it over, we will retrade it out to someone who may want to invest in it. So a new investor who buys it. We find that the maturity time is now much shorter than a brand new plan. So let's say it's a ten-year policy. The original owner has held six years. The new owner also has to hold just four more years to maturity. Due to a shorter period of time, the returns are higher. But it's still the same traditional insurance that we are all very familiar with in Singapore. Shh, we're getting to that. I know what you're thinking. Investment-linked policies, right? Those are polarizing. Many independent financial advisors don't like the idea and feel you'd end up better off if you were to keep your wealth accumulation goals distinct from insurance plans. But these aren't the same thing. Investment-linked plans and traditional insurance are different. So investment-linked plans invest in unit trusts managed by fund managers. We do not deal with those. The second type of insurance are called traditional participating plans. These are private funds managed by the insurance company fund managers in-house themselves. This is what we deal with. The volatility is very low for that one, and they are reasonably predictable. For the uninitiated, it could be challenging to do due diligence with limited knowledge. How can one be sure of the veracity of the information out there? I would recommend that an investor may have three simple strategies to get started. The first one would be the insurance company. So long as a customer is buying a plan that is issued by a reputable insurance company in Singapore, 
they should be quite fine because this insurance company have built a reputation of being trustworthy in their projections. When we buy a secondhand one from them, the projection remains and it's still the same reputable insurance firm. Um, the second one that uh, new investors or such policies may look at is the time to maturity and the length of time it has been held. So let's assume that this plan is a 10-year policy. Six years have passed, so four more years to go. So the accuracy of this is much higher versus when the plan was first incepted six years ago at ground zero. With time spent in the past and a little bit more to go, the accuracy is higher. So we know alternative investments can help investors diversify their portfolios and meet long-term investment goals by lowering volatility and enhancing risk-adjusted returns. And real estate is arguably one of the more popular alternative investment avenues. How does this compare? The first one I'll speak of is capital gains. So the capital gains from insurance is tax-free. And number two, when we buy a policy, there is no stamp duties or etc. So the yield when it's 4 or 5.5% that the investor gets is net. No additional charges that they have to deduct to factorize what they really have gotten. The second returns is dividend income. So when we buy a real estate, we're looking at rental income. But when we buy an insurance policy, we could look at something called annual coupons. Now, the difference between real estate and secondhand insurance is that insurance annual coupons are guaranteed. A real estate rental income is not guaranteed. Number two, the returns on coupons from insurance is not taxable, while the returns from your real estate rental income is taxable. So this makes our yield higher. All together now, let's list the disadvantages of some alternative assets. Higher fees, illiquidity, lack of price transparency, etc. If traded endowment policies or TEPs and traded life policies or TLPs suffer from the same things, that's not good, right? Um, I think that when a customer buys a plan, what they can see on the website before they purchase it has all factored in all administrative or whatever cost. So if it says that the yield is, for instance, 5%, that is a net. The only risk that they would probably see is if the insurance cut their projections. But this is really true macroeconomic factors which is out of anybody's control. Still to come, how and should you get in on the action? A brand new monthly podcast inspired by the Business Times column, Off the Record joins the BT Podcasts lineup in April. Conversations in which editors from the newsrooms of SPH Media Trust discuss the modern news industry from their insider's perspective. Editors Talk will feature straight-talking editors addressing challenges, strategies and offer insights into how newsrooms have had to adapt in the face of digital transformation. Information that might just offer you answers in your business sector's digital transformation journey. First episode out in April. And now, back to Money Hacks from the Business Times. We've discussed how the demand for these secondhand policies has been rising, and they're different from investment-linked policies or ILPs. These secondhand policies are bought from investors, typically for more than the surrender value, and the purchaser then sells them on, usually to an institutional fund that keeps up the payments into the policy so that it can benefit from its payout on maturity. Data from the Monetary Authority of Singapore showed policyholders claimed almost $2.2 billion through the surrender of life products in 2019. 
That's an increase of about 30% from the nearly 1.7 billion claimed in 2018. But we've established that was perhaps due to cash-strapped individuals affected by the pandemic. What about now? On the ground, as I was to take in calls from people who want to sell their policies and cash it for funds, I do not see a decline versus the COVID period. I think the cost of living is still real and people are struggling with high interest rate, mortgage rates and cost of business and living. So we still have a lot of people trying to come forward who need finances support for their insurance plans. I think we need a more comprehensive pros and cons list. I think there are two risks that a customer may have when they invest in such policies. Um, The first one is macro factors. So projections are projections. So the insurance company may cut their projections if the macro factors turn sour down the road. But given the fact that we are at about 4 to 5.5% yield, even if they do cut it, I think the customer should still see a reasonable returns because there's a wide margin of safety. The second disadvantage of plans is that there's no insurable coverage for these policies. So customers who buy this may still need to keep their original insurance plans which give them medical and health coverage. Secondhand insurance is purely for savings and investments. The final risk is for those who are buying perpetual annuities. Annuities that give them a passive income for the next 30 or 50 years. The risk is that if the original life assured does pass away, it may prematurely cut off the income stream, so they may have to reinvest in a new one. Not to worry though, these policies also have payouts tied to the original policyholder's life. That means the buyer of such a second-hand policy can get a payout from the insurer when the insured person named in the policy dies. And the good news? Returns are higher than a brand new policy. Accuracy is much higher and is faster to maturity. But it's all sounding a little like the wild, wild west at this point. Plus, there's no limit to the number of times an endowment or life policy can change ownership. And the second-hand insurance market is not regulated by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. I think there's a misconception about this one. It is true. MAS does not regulate the buying and selling of the policies. What it basically says that people who buy the plans does not need a license to buy the plans. And someone who sells the plan does not need a license to sell the plan. So in a simple situation, a family member can buy the plan and resell it to another family member without a license. However, all processes must be done legally at the insurance company. The insurance company is highly regulated and they make sure everything is done properly. So while we are not regulated as a buyer and a seller, the insurance company which officiates it is highly regulated and makes sure everything is done in a prim and proper manner. So what are some of the market trends in second-hand policy investments? What do they mean for investors? And what's the outlook for this space in the next 12 to 24 months? To see the market trends, I'd like to fast forward to about one year plus ago. One year plus ago, before the recent interest rate hikes, fixed deposits was at about 1% plus yield. It has jumped up to 3% plus yield. Now, one year plus ago, traded insurance was about 4%. Although fixed deposits have jumped to about 3% plus, we remain at 4%. Our slight change was just perhaps 0.4, 0.5, just to motivate our loyal customers over the past. What is the trend in the next few years? As we have seen in the news, I think interest rates hikes has stopped. It is slated to go down eventually. So we're looking at fixed deposits slowly climbing down from the 3 to perhaps 2% or 1%. And for us as 
a traded insurance, we will maintain at four. I think demand for such policies will hence go up as the comparative fixed deposits and so on start declining in the rates. Our closest competitor for our products are fixed deposit and bonds and so on. If the interest rate market will rise, let's assume the fixed deposit rise to 5% or saving bonds come to 6%, we would have to adjust our rates higher to be competitive. But if it falls, I think our bottom ceiling over the past 5-8 years that we've been in operation has always been a 4 plus percent as our bottom. We would maintain that. We've been discussing whether second-hand insurance and endowment policies are a worthwhile alternative investment. Big thanks to Trevis Yeh, CEO of Conservation Capital. From the Business Times, this has been Money Hacks. I'm Howie Lim. Till next time. This is a podcast by the Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.